Has forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Wow. Oh, you got skill, son! Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for that! Welcome to the last episode of the year for the take with Willie and Ian William. Sad day, happy day. Mm. Here we go. Been a it big is. year. Been a big it has year. been a big year, man. Like it's been, I don't think we, have, we haven't recorded for a couple of weeks. We've been busy. You've been busy. You've been... School holidays. Were, school holidays, I know that. Um, where you been? You've been up Townsville? Been everywhere. Went to Magnetic Island. We filmed from Magnetic Island last time. That's right. It was so weird. And then... Uh, that was like, yeah, I hate the Zoom. I do Fucking hate, the hate Zoom. it. I, I got to tell the people at home, all I could see was myself and no one else for the whole that. fucking hour. You love it. No, I fucking hate it because usually I, would, I want to see someone and talk, so I couldn't see any of There was no mannerisms. There was no, so I couldn't really see, but I was shitting myself because if I did change it, I would have fucked the whole thing up. Would have stopped. Yeah, that's because I wasn't, I'm not tech savvy. I'm like, trying to shove this shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, so it was a terrible experience. We're not good at Zoom. I don't, no, no, I tried, man. I tried. He was swiping. Swiping swiping. Swi- I don't I know swiping left. I don't know which way you swipe. I don't know, swipe up. I'll tell you one thing as well that's got, like, the last few weeks that we've been doing it, I've been listening to the theme music. I don't know why. I never normally listen to the theme music. And then I listen to the theme, and I swear they say, you've got a big willy in it, rather than, he is a big willy. It's like, really? and I, I can't get it out of my head, he's got a big willy. <laughs> I start every show thinking about your eggplant. Yeah, so how was Town- Townsville? Was all right. Townsville's great. It's a good spot, and um, we went down. We went down to South Australia. It was funny, you know. Tell, like, about, tell the people about your little fucking couple of weeks here. This it was ridiculous, terrifying. So the bride, because obviously I've been working um, through most school holidays, and I've got these school holidays off because I've sold the businesses, and the bride got overexcited about us being able to spend school holidays. So she's booked. We've gone from north, far north Queensland. Triple booked. Then we've come down straight away. Like the next day we've flown down to Adelaide and down to the York Peninsula. I should have seen Adelaide Ram Guy there, but I didn't have time. And then we drove out to the York Peninsula, which is about two and a half hours on the farm. I managed to, I was opening a beer watching the grand final with a fork and I've just jammed the beer bottle right in. It's still fucked now. Oh, it's still fucked. Wow. So and then, was you sure it was a knife? Mate, I'd had a few. <laughs> I'd had a few. And then we came back and then I had to go down to Canberra for my young bloke's cricket comp, which then got rained out on day one and then we were there for three days. In Canberra? Just waiting. Oh, yuck. It was all, all right for the boys. Like yeah. I was saying to the boys, like the, the best thing about the trip, you're not going to remember whether you won or lost. You're going to remember hanging out with your mates. Like that's yes. what you need to focus on. It's, it's 50% cricket or footy on footy tours and 50% enjoyment and that's memories. great advice for young kids man i'm full of good advice it was good I the was um i was out you're in, up um, at broken hill too yeah, yeah. again yeah it was well, the third time this year it's uh like i enjoy going out there it's you know obviously we live a pretty pretty good life in the eastern suburbs in sydney but we don't understand man how how crazy it is out there like in will kenya like broken hills are it's a, a beautiful like country town mm. like you got the outskirts man like menindee and will kenya that's, that's another world that's a third country world within our Within our country. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, obviously, um, I think I've, I've asked this question. What do you think the average age of a Indigenous person um, out in Will Kenya, their life expectancy? Yeah, you were saying it's like 39. 37. It's ridiculous. 37 years old, bro. It's 37 years old. That's your life expectancy in Will Kenya. You know what I mean? So that shit, once you hear those stats, and obviously it's diabetes, it's a lot of alcohol, it's sugar, it's the wrong diet. So main our main point is that we're going out with four deadly choices deadly choices going you know which is you know be- better choices pretty much so is know? that your third that's your third trip third there? trip out she, there yeah right you know yeah. so um sort of grown fond of the, the kids out in Will Kenya so they sort of you know like they know that I was going out there it was school holidays so I ran a couple of drills with them had a good talk with them it was just more about educating these younger kids you know like and and just tell them about good foods and like sugar's bad and alcohol and all this kind of stuff and like and telling them the life expectancy of of the people in that town. Mm. And knowledge is power. You try and empower these younger kids and say, look, it's 2022. It's not the 80s and 90s where you have to be stuck here. You know, you can do whatever you want. You can do what you want. If you want to be a teacher, you can go through deadly choices. You can go through government, anything, become a teacher. Uh, if you want to, if you want to, like we just use rugby league as our platform. Yeah, that's right. That's all. That's yeah. all it is. I'm not going out there saying play rugby league, play rugby league, because no, no it's not for everyone. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's more about just empowering the younger kids, showing them that there is hope, there is, there is, there is 
places out there you, you can work. If you want to stay in Will Kenya, you can be a teacher, you can be whatever you want. Pretty much you can be whatever you want. Make And it's all about better choices, not just like healthy choices, but it's making better choices in life. Yeah, that's right. And just trying to empower the kids and just to show them, look, if you want to move down to Sydney, if you want to do a uni course or whatever, you can do that. You can actually do that. It's about getting up out of here and moving making out. The right making the right and there. because But people will support you. Yeah. Because there's a lot of high-powered jobs in Australia that want Indigenous people working for them. Of course. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. they, don't, they don't understand that. They don't know that. They just think they're stuck in this country town of about 700 people and we don't leave. Mm. My, my message is like, hey, you don't have to leave, but if you want to leave, you can leave. There's choice. There's a choice there. There's yeah. a choice. If you want to be a fucking whatever you want to be, you can go to uni, you can do this. It's all, you know, they will look after it. You know, the government will look after it. You don't have to, you know save up and do that all that kind of stuff it's all government grants you'll get it done you can do whatever you want to do and i think as i said knowledge is power and it's just like empowering these younger kids into going yeah fuck i don't have to stay here or i can stay here and teach the elders and all that kind of stuff and try and educate all the younger kids you know it gets, you know depends what you want to do but it's just about a little spark in their head just igniting it it might ignite one might mightn't do anything but if i keep going out there knowing that i've been out there three times most people go out there once and like fuck this i'm not coming back yeah that's right you yeah. know what i mean like because yeah, they don't yeah. want to go back because it's fucking real it's hard it's to real see. it's hard to see yeah. but i'm like i want to fucking try and help i don't think globally i just think locally if i can just change one kid one kid could start a fucking whole generation of like little go-getters man so who knows so that's why i like going out there get a lot of gratitude man i got like good friends down here and a good life and you know, but going out there is just like, damn. It's you great know. to see programs like Deadly Choices and also Greg Inglis's Goanna Academy. They're doing this. You know, those yeah. sort of programs, If the more people that are out there trying to help disadvantaged youth and trying to help them to understand that, you know, life's not going to pigeonhole them unless they pigeonhole themselves. I think it's great stuff, mate. And you've been, you've been big yeah. on it this year. And mate, long may it continue, actually, will yeah, you? Yeah, it's good. It's, um, no, I, really, I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, they're obviously all massive fans of our podcast too. That's probably why they know They do you. list. They do actually. Oh. Everywhere we go out there, they're big fans of the podcast. Trust me. Um, mate, the off-season, we said the off-season, um, it's been okay. There's been a couple of incidents, but the, the, they've, 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 the media can sort of see they're trying to create something, aren't they? Like they've, they've mm. brought up little things here and there. It's like, that's not They've got to keep relevant, don't they? Yeah. It's like, and it's like, it's, well like, done, rugby it's like the players have gone, you know what? Fuck the media. Let's just give them nothing to talk about. Nothing. They really have to dig hard. Mm. You know, they'll have to dig hard but before it's a soap opera. Shit just happens all the time. But mm. it's, that's, that's a credit to the clubs and a credit to the players. They're like, we can't afford to fuck up in pre-seasons or anything like that because the repercussions are too big now. You get sacked, man. You cost the club millions of dollars worth of sponsors and revenues. The only reason I know this is because I'm at the other side now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? It's the flip side. I'm like, I was the player. Now I'm like, you know, I sort of see how uh, even playing bad and everything like that affects the, the, affects the club. Yeah. Let alone controversy off the field, all that kind of stuff. So I sort of understand. But it's the education and, and the people that you put in the, in the club to try and education to educate these kids from 16s all the way up to first grade. It's a culture thing. So that's why um, a lot of clubs have been employing people like from our generation. I think, you know, like myself, even like guys like Andrew Ryan's back at the club, Marco Mealy's back at the club. And you can see through different clubs, you know, there's guys who played in our generation that, that whole 2000 sort of era because we don't know anything but being pros. So I'll give people a little bit of education. So just say when I come through the game, 98, 99, I hit this, I was sort of got graded. So understand the game only went professional in 96. Mm. So they've had two years of being professional. Before that, they had jobs. And like, they, they were my OGs. Like, they, they couldn't tell me how to be a professional player. All they were told was like, just drink piss, go play hard, train hard, work hard, all that sort of stuff. That was their, that was their whole go. Do you know what I mean? So like, that sort of dissipated around about like probably late 2000s because they were all retired by 2002, like the Ricky Stewart's, Bradley Clyde's, all those guys that were guns in the 90s. And then it was our sort of torch to sort of to go with. So, you know, like we, we, we didn't know any different at the start. So it was a bit wild at the start. And the 2000s were wild. We all had a good time. But like, 
by the end of it, like the late 2000s, social media and all that kind of stuff and, you know, leadership groups started coming in around about 2003 and four, and I was always involved with those. And like, so I've been through a lot of shit on and off the field. You're not really going to put much past me. I reckon know? also you've probably only got one generation. Like there's no point bringing like David Gillespie or no. some of those because they're not going to, they, no, they grew they up watching As you I said, they don't the understand. 20. They don't understand about being a pro, like the but ins also and kids outs. Now, they, 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 they're just names that they've heard yeah, of in the yeah, past, whereas just, they've, they've grown up watching that 04 Bulldog yeah. side or whatever. So watching, having people of that vintage come in, it means something to these people because they see you as not like you were someone they saw on their TV screen, someone to aspire to, but now you're actually physically there saying, here I am, this is what I went through. It's, yeah. it's good for these and I think it's powerful. Players. It is yeah. powerful because like a lot of clubs are trying to do that because I remember when I first come through, like we had guys like Terry Lamb and all the guys, but I knew those blokes as players because I was a massive fan of the 90s. I yeah. grew up in the 90s and the, and the, and the 80s. Like, mm. So I knew all the players from like the 80s and 90s. You would talk to an 18-year-old kid, does he know the players that I knew? Not a fucking chance. And you wouldn't have known the blokes in the 60s. No, exactly. So, so it's just it's evolution, isn't it? Evolution as people and evolution as players. So, like, you know, I'm glad that I'm, you know, back at the club and, like, putting, you know, my, my footprint in the club and, and just educating these young kids on, you know, how to be a Bulldog, what it takes to be a Bulldog, all these kind of things because they sort of lost that in the last, you know, five to ten years. Mm. So it's it'll be interesting the next couple of years, but it's, it's, it's very gratifying being back there, especially when they're bringing a bobcat and Ogre back, blokes that I went to war with for, you know, eight, nine years, played when Kangaroo Tools, played New, New South Wales Origin campaigns, all that kind of stuff. So they've got a good group there uh, with Ciro as the, as the coach and I think Chad Randall's there. They've just got some really some really good people surrounding the coach and you've got obviously Gus as the big dog there. So Paul Sirenen. <laughs> he's back he's coaching it's weird but if you ever talk to like an 18, 19 year old you'd be like remember that kid that guy played in the 90s and like if it ain't fucking Laurie da- like a Ricky Stewart or like even they'll be like Ricky Stewart play <laughs> yeah that's I'll right I'll be like dude yeah, he's yeah. one of the greatest halves you know what I mean did Mal Meninga play yeah. you know Mal Meninga is the coach yeah that's right you know what I mean like that's that's the 17, 18 year old they're like they don't they don't know because they're not his- they're not big on history they're not history of the game they weren't played on TV they don't have Instagram they don't have Facebook they're not on Snapchat so therefore they don't exist <laughs> <laughs> where like you know you try and educate these players on other players and like it's 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 quite interesting like because oh, my personality i can get along with anyone at any any age where you could be 32 52 or 18 i could still have a chat to you about anything henry doesn't like you he's told <laughs> like me you, that henry. just before so what do you reckon about this whole thing with the dragons players not rocking up so you talk about you know the younger players and 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 involving them in the culture of the club I don't know about this one because I can understand it from the perspective that, you know, the, the Dragons got knocked out straight away. So you're talking, what, like four or five oh, weeks thanks. since the season? Like, they're going to be – like, they're on holidays technically. So I don't have a problem with the ones that didn't turn up. There's three three players turned up. They've stuck a microphone in Ben Hunt's face over at the World Cup and said, how do you feel about that? Now, Ben Hunt doesn't want to make comments about that. Like, and they're going, oh, well, there were blokes there – like he he obviously from his perspective he's he's going to re-sign with the with the or he already has signed with yeah. he doesn't want to throw St George under the bus and go oh the players didn't have to turn up because of this so he's kind of as a as a leader in that club got to say oh I think it's a bad thing they didn't turn up but is it a bad thing I mean for starters presentation nights are the most boring things of all time of all time and going to it there's three blokes turned up is it compulsory obviously it's not compulsory. There is apparently a couple of players that were still in Sydney. I don't see that it's that big a deal. Right? I, I know everyone wants to say, oh, it shows that they don't support the coach, but I don't know if anyone's been to a presentation night. They are just awful. Yeah. I blame I blame the, the club for putting it this late. Every team that didn't make the top eight, whether they played on Friday, Saturday or Sunday, they had, they had the Prezzo on the Monday, the following Monday or Tuesday. Warriors had it the same day they got they played. Did you they? Know? <laughs> fucking in and out who cares you know when you don't you know like and, and, and St George didn't make the eight so I'm like why did you hold it four weeks well they're saying an RLW so they say they wanted to finish the season for, for that but for me that's like why not have their own like are they the NRLW can do their own do thing do their own thing are you know they not I mean? are they you're going to hold the first grade team back and if yeah. they want to they're, they're four weeks they're four weeks deep into into whatever they want to do so if you, if you and I hold the club accountable for this shit and yeah. it just shows a distinction Dissension. Dissension between the admin, the coaching, and the players. Yeah. Something's up there. 
For sure. It looks like the players don't get along with the coach. Coach don't get along with the admin. Fuck this. No respect. What that shows is a lack of respect for the club mm. when you have three people. Like, there's still 27 in that top squad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not like 27 added over some, some shit planned. And right now, you know what I mean? I, so that's why I blame the club. And like, it's just too far separated from the season. You're like, fuck, they don't want to go. They reckon, yeah, I don't know if it's true or not, they reckon there was a couple of blokes at the Star too. Now, if you're if you're choosing to go to the Star Casino, and the thing was at Doltone House, which is next door, I went yeah. to the Star not that long ago, let me tell you, it is like Middle Earth. I felt like there were orcs coming flying out. It was mm. just horrific. If you've chosen to go to the Star by choice, instead of going to your awards night, you got issues. you got massive problems. Yeah, you've got issues. That's I don't, th- oh, I mean, like just, I think, yeah, as I said, it just shows the lack of respect for the club because... The players should have, t- you know, at least 15 to 20 of them should have turned up yeah. if they cared. If you know, they a cared. lot of players, who's leaving? Tarek's leaving. Um, I don't know who else. Josh Maguire. Maguire. So they wouldn't, they didn't have they to turn up. So anyone who's, who's leaving next year, just say there's eight of them, eight, because there's probably a lot of young kids as well, mm. or guys that aren't big names, they're probably gone. Um, the guys that are coming in there next year don't have to be there, obviously. You know what I mean? So there could be, you know, Maybe three to five players just just available. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that's the case. And the other ones just didn't give a fuck. Maybe no. ten, maybe ten. Just when you know what, I'm already going to Bali. I'm already booked to Mexico. I'm booked somewhere else. I got something on. It's October, man. It's one of the busiest months for like just players and like or, or they you know I don't I don't know like there's, there would have been a lot of little variables to go into it. But the main thing is just lack of respect for the club yeah. and not really caring. I've wasn't hired, a priority. I've hired a caravan and I'm staying on the central yeah, coast. Yeah, I'm That's, just, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to the fucking, I'm going to Coogee. I've, I live in Wollongong, I'm going to Coogee for the weekend. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, it just, yeah, it just shows like, you know what, I don't really care. It's not on my, my priority list. Am I going to get in trouble? Is it compulsory? I need to know all these things before I sit there and judge them. Because and like, I want to know, if it's not compulsory, I don't think I'm fucking going either. No. I'd have something else on. What yeah. day was it? Wednesday or something like that? Four weeks post, post, post um, when we got knocked out, didn't make the eight. Oh, I had other shit to do. Yeah, anything. But if, if they had a leadership group down there, they all, they all should have went. Yeah. Plus senior players. I think, and also, if I look at it from St. George's perspective, if they're serious about, and they're, they're, their women's team has done really well, if they're serious about promoting the women's game, then give them their own awards night. Don't don't shuffle them in. Like let let the the men's team have their presentation night as they should, and then let the women have their own so they don't bad. feel like just they're bad management. Just, yeah, bad bad management. management. You want to give you want to put the the power in the players and expect expect this. Yeah, this you put you, get. you go. Oh, okay, guys, it's not compulsory, but we're gonna have it uh, four weeks after. It's not compulsory. We're gonna wait for the women's. <laughs> get fucked. I'm not going. Busy. That's exactly what happens. You put the f- power in the players. You don't say it's compulsory. This is the result. Putting a suit this on. This is the result. This is the result. This is bad management and it's stupid. It should come from the CEO. It's compulsory. I need you there. If you don't have to be there, you're fined. There would have been 20 players there. I'd go if I won an award. I always used to go if I won awards. I didn't mind. I would have rang up and said, Am I winning an <laughs> Am award? Am I winning an award? No. Beep. 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 <laughs> so the other I guess the other club that's that's dealing with management issues at the moment and St. George's sort of issues pale into insignificance when you take into account the poor old Manly Seagulls at the moment. It is just a basket case there. And I, I tell you what I found really interesting. Having the, I don't know if he's the chief, what's Sean? Oh, no, Penn's the owner. He's the owner. Coming out and basically. I, Endorsing Seabold. And coming out and going, I am saying this is what we have done. Like putting in the press, right? We're, this I've given Des. Because the Danny Wild exclusive. They're exclusive. Oh, geez. they're always exclusives. But you think as a there's no way that there is this this relationship cannot be saved now. If if they had handled it in house, not after and last night, after last night, and Penn had gone. To Des Hasler, mate, you got a week and then we're going to, you know. But then to go on with the Danny Wilder exclusive and and all of a sudden it becomes a game of chicken. So mm. either Des Hasler blinks or this bloke blinks. And whoever blinks loses. And Des Hasler, like I, I don't know Des Hasler, but I would imagine he's not the sort of bloke that blinks too easily. So he's he's just like, as likely. Out, he'll be mate, going, give me money, years. 100%. Or, and then... Again, like Anthony Seabold, 
you know, the things that I didn't like about Anthony Seabold, and this is just externally, I don't know Anthony Seabold personally, the things that I didn't like about his coaching, they are saying that he has fixed. Now, that could be true. It could be a narrative because they're trying to fit him into this job. I know that he's been with Eddie Jones, who's probably um, one of the hardest taskmasters in, in world sport in terms of not only players but also support staff. But discipline and coaching. He's a and, genius, Eddie Jones. And, and his man management which is the problem that Seabold struggled with. Eddie Jones's man management is, and I'm not, I, you know, I, I don't think I'm breaking no, no, Danny no. Wilder exclusive here, but his man management has been pretty poor over the years. He, he's he's broken some teams in half. He he gets on the nose real quick with the mind games and stuff that yeah. he plays. So is Seabold going under a bloke who's traditionally been poor at man management? Is that really the best? way for Anthony Seabold to learn how to not be a bad man manager. I just find the whole thing really weird. It is weird. I didn't know Seabold was even involved in being the successor of Des. I didn't think it was going to get to this. No. I just thought it was just a little bit of, you know, a little bit of bullshit, people picking on Manly because they had a bad year. Des's coaching can't be questioned. This has come from up top. This is not player-driven. This is nothing. This is like, it's a very political club, that club. You know, so someone doesn't like Des on the board, a couple would have been, they would have got together in little cahoots and went, let's get rid of Dez. Let's put someone else in so we can control him. You know what I mean? They sacked all of Dez's um, assistant coaches. So mm. it's just Dez by himself. So they've made him, on, he's on an island. It made it very difficult for him to come back into training. Uh, and it's not play driven. They keep, and then they, I see this interview last night. I was like, fuck, it's actually happening, really happening. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't think it would get this far. No I thought, one did I thought, until he's done thought, an interview. I thought that he would, They'd give him next year and then, you know, you're going to get Tommy back, you're going to get all these players back and then go off that. Yeah. But no, like they're, they're, they're going to pull the trigger now. They are. They so they to. just uh, – you can't do this interview and have Des as your coach. No. Uh, the divide in the club would be would be too big. So he's already – he's played his card, um, Penn. He wants Seabolt. And obviously the board wanted – so like – but just say you're Tom and Jake – you know, young kids, young captain and all this kind of stuff, Cherry Evans. Did you run it past the players? You know what I mean? Like, because Des is a player's, like, they, the de- they, love they love him. You know, he's a player's coach. Like, did the Penn family run it by Tom, Jake and DCE? If not, shit's going to hit the fan. And some of them have probably got clauses with regards, because I know that a lot of players now, mm. if, they're, if they're really wedded to a coach, they yeah, try and they yeah. put clauses in that if Darius I think Boyd, it, I, I think it was in, But that. I think it was in the paper that they tried to put the Des clause in there and Manly said no. But like, obviously, you know, if you're the big dog like Tom and, and Jake and that, you could put whatever you want in there to yeah. sign. It doesn't matter. No. They could say no in the, in the press, but like it could be still in there. So, um, yeah, they haven't really handled it that well. I just, I just didn't think it would get to this point where Des is out. Like, he's a top five coach nearly of all time, Des. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, what, what does he do? And, yeah. What does he do? Like, he hasn't had the best roster there for the last three or four years. He's made the finals every year apart from this year. Yeah. Preliminary last year. Yeah. Tom, no Tom, no finals. That's how, it, that's how it went this year. As soon as he got injured, we all knew that. Who would get Des? Who needs Des? Well, I mean, if you look at Hazard, I don't think he's going to be short of job opportunities. Like, if you look at there, – there's enough coaches that have been struggling. And th- I mean, you think about where how he quickly go, they rifled. Well, mate, he'll go where they pay him. Like, he's a c- career coach now. Yeah, so, I know I mean, that. I'm just saying, like, do the Titans get him? Titans could go for him. You but know? who else? Like, the dogs are – we've got Serraldo. Yeah. BA's solidified out there. Yep. Cleary's got Penrith. You've got Shins- – sheens has got the Tigers. I thought got, he would have went to there if, if that wasn't all fixed. Um. The Gold Coast, like they're in disarray. The Gold Coast would North have to Queens be North Queensland are fine. Yeah, Brisbane, Kevy Walters. Well, they're I mean, gonna, they'll be they'll be they'll be like he's on he's on eggshells next he's year. He's on notice. Yeah, Melbourne, you got Bellamy, who's openly said, "Well, next year might be my last year." So Hazard could succeed there. Um, but that's a, that's it. That's, they named all the teams right. Um, Newca- the- Newcastle. Oh, Newcastle. Newcastle could be an option Newcastle. because Adam O'Brien's head be on the chopping block. Yeah. Um, so all these coaches under pressure, the Gold Coast, Newcastle, Brisbane. They'll be watching this. That's about closely. it. They'll be watching this going, do we pull the trigger? Mm. It's Des Hasler. Do we, know, do we wait another year on Adam O'Brien? Do we wait another year on Kevy Walters? Or do we get a fucking coach like that? Because they know what Des brings, man. 
Well, he's might, smart. He might bring Trebojevic. You know what I mean? Like you, you got you got to look at when players are that closely aligned. Mm. Um, then you know you look at a coach and you think, well, who's he going to bring with him? You know, and that's and that's a big thing with Hasler because you say he's a player's coach. The thing that beggars belief to me is the fact that Manly got themselves into so much trouble with the pride jersey and mm. not speaking to the players about it. And then, as you say, like here's another pretty massive decision that affects the club. Have they spoken to the players? My guess is no. And they've My guess is they just don't. They, yeah, exactly. They just, they just make their own decisions. They don't really care about the players. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like that's that's what I'm going with. Yeah. They haven't, I, like, and people would like to think that they would have discussed this with both the Trebojeviches and DCE. My guess is they haven't. No, same. Because they just like they'll make their own decision. They they don't want Des. They want Seabold, and they'll make that decision. Mm. Players can only have a certain amount of power. Yeah. Well, it gives me another chance to death ride Manly next year, which is good. <laughs> you know, and everyone to- everyone deserves a second a second chance with Seabold. Hopefully he has gone back and corrected his ways in his coaching, his man management, off the field sort of shit. You know, because stuff that stuff the rumors that you heard off the field, that gets fucking spread around very, very quickly between players, between locker rooms. And some of the shit that was said if I was a player, I'd be checking his character. You know what I mean? I'd be like, why would I fucking get? Why would I listen to you? Yeah. When you're doing, if you're saying and not doing, you know, you know what I mean? You're if doing your man this, management skills are so, you know, cool. like if yeah. you're doing this and you're telling me to do this, where's the respect there? So you need to respect your coaches, and you need to have that. You need to have respect, and if you don't respect your coach, you're going to go out there and just play for yourself. And hopefully he has learned a hopefully big he lesson. Has, so know, like we'll he's find like, out. Everyone deserves it. a second second chance. He obviously can coach. He knows that he knows he's fucking quite smart. It's just about putting it all together. Hopefully, like this is his second chance and he nails it. Just quickly, Will. Obviously, the the grand final is a distant memory now. Um, I personally, I didn't really have that big a problem with the way that Panthers celebrated. Like I, I know everybody got all worked up about it, but. I, I don't really – like, the only thing, if I was a West Tigers fan and Corey Asau was making jokes about it, but at the end of the day, it's West Tigers, true. they came last. You know what I mean? I understand it was probably in bad taste and, he, and, he, and he, he'd probably had 500 beers and if he had his time again, he'd probably say it. But have we lost our sense of humour? 100%. I think we've like, lost I mean, our like, sense of humour. just like – the amount of people acting up on uh, Mad Mondays throughout the years that I remember, fucking way worse than what they said. You know, is it because they're from Western Sydney? Because they're Polynesian brothers? You know what I mean? Is that it? Because they, what, they can't carry on like that? You know, they're the best. Yeah, we're the greatest Penrith side of all time. Who the fuck's going to argue with that? Well, they are. Well, what, the 91 side's going to beat them? Like, I think Paul Kent was like, what about the 91? What about the 91 side? They would have beat them by fucking 60. And they didn't win back-to-back. They wouldn't go back-to-back. What, no. 2003 side? I played against the 2003 side. That side's better than 2003. Yeah. Easily. You know, was, what's fucking, you have a look at, go, just go through the teams. Go through the fucking teams. I'm not even going to sit here and waste my time. I'll just go through the forward pack. I know that Penrith had a good forward pack in 2003, but you're not fucking with Fisher, Harrison, Leota. Joel Clinton and Martin Lang and Prittis. No, they're not fucking with Fisher, Harris, Leota and Appy. Yeah. The back row, Kikau, Liam Martin, all representative players, Isaiah Yo. They had a good back row. They had Joey Nullivau, Tony Pulitua and Trent Waterhouse. Mm. He had Craig Gow, they had Preston Campbell. Like you got Cleary, you got Luai. You know what I mean? You got Toto, and you got Luke Rooney. You got the other, you got, um, Cry- I mean, um, you got Crichton, you got Girdler, all these sort of players, man. Like, you're not, you're not going to mess with that Penrith side. Then you look at the bench. They had Shane Rodney, Luke Swain. You have Spencer Lianu and fucking, um, uh, what's his name? Fucking Sorensen. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just, they're just names off the top of the head. And I'm like, and that Penrith side is so well drilled. The way they defend, the way they attack, and how clinical they are, no one is messing with them. And if, you, if you're a realist about the game and your ego doesn't get in the way, you just bow down and go, you're right, you're right. MG even said it. He goes, yeah, they fucking would beat us in 91. Yeah. Because the game's changed. I'd hope, I'd hope in 10 years that that team would beat this fucking team. Or the 20 best years, team then Or would 20 beat, years yeah. would beat the team that's killing it now. Like it's, you know, like you can't sit there in your little ego because when you get older and older, you think that your team's fucking better and better and better. And it's not. The game changes. Do you know what I mean? So, like, you might get your feelings hurt a little bit, but be a realist with the game. Understand who you're fucking with here. This team is going to go down as one of the greatest teams of all time. Yeah. This little dynasty that they've built, I don't think they will be as strong next year with the losses that they have. But, like, dude, they can go out there 
Fisher can say what the fuck he wants. Yeah. That's like, what you know, I like Abby Corusau just had like Abby Corusau just took the joke that they've been saying all year, going, "This won't happen at the Tigers, won't happen at the Tigers. You're going to be losing at the Tigers." Flipped it around and said it first. Mm. He got in first, so he took the, he took the heat off himself, so he didn't have to talk about the Tigers. You think anyone's going to be fucking resenting what he said? These guys are two fucking days deep on the piss and whatever else, and then you give him a fucking microphone. What do you expect? <laughs> I'm like, that's bad media management. Mm. But I'm pretty sure, like, Fisher Harris is a boss, man. He don't give a fuck. He won't give me the mic. We stand We're up fucking your ass, power our sons. Yeah, they are. We'll do something about it. You just had a chance, power. You got fucking schooled. Well, tell, tell me about 2004 because the fan days now. We didn't even rock up the fan day. I was going to We knew say, that shit was going to happen. Fan days, are, like, the whole I was concept, in T2. Give it. <laughs> give, oh, for ten of us were in T2. T2. Uh, ten of us. T2. Ten were at T2. And they had that um, sort of a parade back at the Bulldogs thing. Not fucking going there. Because I know that shit would have, you give me a mic fucking at that. It's for that, the best that you did for not the go. best that we didn't go. Yeah. And I just think maybe they should have went, maybe not give it to him, maybe give it to, you know, even Cleary getting in with his shirt off and that. Like, let him, let, let him be, man. Like, let these kids be, like Luai and all these young Polynesian kids. They're fucking on fire at the moment. Like they're, they're, what they do and what they've done for the Polynesian community and what's happening out west is unbelievable. The amount of community work that they do. There's a fucking... People don't understand around here. Go out west. It's a fucking gang. There's gang wars and shit happening. They're out in the communities trying to get these young Polynesian kids when they get to that crossroads. You know, they're joining gangs or they're playing football. They're getting them to play footy because of the success out there. Do a story on that. Don't just do a story on the young kids just having a good time going, yeah, playing music. That's what it is now. You're not Stop being an old 50-year-old, like fucking miserable old dude who's just used to seeing fucking, you know, all fucking white people just lifting trophies up. And she's a different look now. It is a different You know, it's a different look yeah. because it's a Polynesian game. 60% of us are running the game now. It's a big deal. And these guys have got their fucking swag on on a fucking 100,000 trillion billion. They don't care. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like they don't get, they listen to music, they do what they want, they're their own identity. And I love that about them. Let them, let them be. Let them celebrate. They've, won, they've gotten three grand finals in a row. They just went back to back. They've built a dynasty. Let them celebrate how they want. Would, it, would, it, would they be saying anything if they fucking didn't look like that? No. It's because they don't, they don't look like you. No, and it's not even that. It's just you look at... Yeah, you but look like at- look at Paul Kent. Paul Kent ain't used to seeing that. No. You know, he's not, he doesn't like it. It sort of ruffles his little feathers up a little bit. If you look it makes at, him uncomfortable because it's not like, doesn't look right to him. Fan days. Get fucking used to it. Fan days should be put a week after the grand final. Oh, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like, why would you go? Like, these blokes, and, and I'm not glorifying the use of alcohol in any way, shape, or form before you everyone go there, but blokes are going to get on the piss. You win a grand final. It's part of our culture, rightly or wrongly, that you go and celebrate with a few beers. There were and some you do not sleep. And no one sleeps. And then you expect these blokes to rock up the next day, the next day when they've just had probably the biggest night of their lives, and go, all right, now be happy, talk to fans, and here's a microphone. Don't, don't get cocky. Stupid. Don't, Don't get cocky stupid. at all because you've been the best team in three years and you're dominating the whole world. Don't you dare be humble and all that. You can't tell that to these young kids. No one's humble, man. Not in that position. You are fucking pumped. I've been in that position, man. You give me that mic in that position, I'm fucking slaying everything. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like It's just like, nah, man, give me the mic. You know what I mean? But like you give that, you put them in that environment, and I, I, I agree. Do a fan day a week later. Yeah, leave Because the alone. fans are still going to be there. Of course they If are. you're a true fan, you're going to rock up to the fan day. You're going to get a different thing. But the next day, and you get these kids in this, in this environment right now, it's like you're setting them up to fail. You are, 100%. You know, like whatever you put on your phone, that's your responsibility for um, – I think Luai took his thing down. He took accountability for you know, it. Was, it, was, it was it was in bad taste, all that kind of stuff. But everything else, when they're just sitting around with you know throwing up the W and all that sort of stuff, they're proud to be where they're from. They're just not. People aren't used to seeing that sort of stuff. They should be getting used to it, as you say. Just get that's a used very to it because that's the side. thing. Because they're very good football side, but they're proud to be Polynesian and they're proud to be from fucking yeah, out, west, out west you know what i mean yeah. like they're representing that sort of air the, the area you know what i mean like so just get used to it people that teams are, it's a success story man it's good it's a, and, and just, it's just it's, don't it's just because it don't look you know it don't look right to people no well i mean i think you know you look at this Penrith side this Penrith side will dominate for a long time i love fisher it's, harris when he's up there he has this i've, I've never seen him 
fucking do one interview with the sunnies on the sunnies on the aviators tightest jersey in the world (laughs) and he just went they're our sons (laughs) he he goes para are our sons i'm like yeah i'm sitting there going yeah they are like that's me it's just like the the like i can put myself in his position like you just dominated the whole year bro like you can say what the fuck you want it wasn't disrespectful you know what I mean? Like, like that was the narrative all all week in the papers, wasn't it? Mm. Like where we own them and all this Battle of the West, all that yeah, sort of yeah. shit. Take a little bit out of his thing, you know, like pump it all up, say they're, they're disrespectful. Nah, man. I think people need get to over res- it, man. People need to respect this. They're still standing eleven o'clock the day after. Respect the fact that respect they the fucking f- rocked up. <laughs> That's I'd be under the bed. Um. All right. So the only other thing that came out of that grand final was um. The from my perspective, the Ryan Madison thing, where he where he had the choice of taking a fine or a three game ban, and he's he's, he's taken the three game ban. I, a, why has he got a choice? Like what what system? It's like this whole was he did was there always a choice? Like you can have this or you can have that. Why are you giving him a choice? It's like Taylor May have your suspension next year. Mm. But like the taking the the four, it's an odd one, William. It is a very strange decision. Yeah, it'd have to be like, and I think he's on a fair wicket too. He's on seven fifty or something. He's on, like. yeah. I think the well, the reports are he's on. Just 20. say things like that. Like first of all, it's four grand. You wouldn't even feel it in your bank account, and you just you'd you'd laugh at it and you'd be like, well, and you can organise with the club because it's fine for the NRL, isn't it? Yeah, surely Somewhere. the club, surely the club. It'd be like, all right, we'll you make sure off. that comes out, like every month so it's fuck all so you never even feel it all the way to the end of the year that's how you pay the NRL back that's what you can do mm. you know what I mean so you wouldn't even feel it and for it to be four grand and you to take three weeks it's a long time out of mate, the game bro, it would have to be minimum 50 for me or 100 at that at that level because yeah. like, I don't want to miss round one to three and I'm saying like the, like I don't care what your standing is in the game if you're the fucking Tedesco or you're at the bottom if you're the, you know, like Boyd Corners, all the, you know, Billy Slaters. If you did that in any team, they're looking at you sideways going, the fuck are you doing? Mm. You know what I mean? Like you just went from here all the way down. In the, this is a team sport, bro. You, I don't care. If you're playing tennis, you want to miss the first three games of tennis? I don't give a fuck. You're a tennis player. But you being an integral part of our team and you not wanting to pay four grand just off the principle and you thought it wasn't a crusher. Well, it fucking, well, it was because you got found guilty. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So it's just a weird thing for me, man. I'll be like, I don't think if you're just say you're in meetings and shit, and you try and say stuff, shut the fuck up. Like you're not playing until round four. That's when you can say one word. Other than that, you just train your fucking ass off and just be you. You know what I mean? I just, I just wouldn't cop it. I just couldn't cop it from the club's perspective too. Will like if you think, just say he's earning ten grand a week, just, just roughly. Like so, him missing three weeks costs the club thirty grand worth of talent. Right, so that's thirty grand. So he's taken four. He's he said no. I'm not going to cop four grand. But the club losing one of their players at ten grand a week loses thirty grand. I'm like, if I'm the club, I'm going. It just comes across selfish. And if that's one trait that you hate in a in a, in a team player in a team environment is a, is a selfish player. And uh, yeah, that's how it comes across, man. I'd be disappointed as hell if I was a if I was one of the senior players. Like, why didn't he talk to the club? Did he talk to the club? Did he say, look, man, if I was fucking one of the... I'll pay you four grand. Yeah, we'll all throw in. We'll all throw we'll in throw if in. you're doing it that tough. We'll throw in $200 and I each. get it with... He's, he's doing it over, like, principle. But, like, you got found guilty. So, like, end it. Pay the fine. Get along. Because they're losing a few players, man. Marnie, Kafusi, a lot of these young young kids, a lot of the middles are all moving well, on. Papa so Lee, they're yeah, losing an Papa edge. Yeah, But he's, he plays in the middle and he, he would be playing a big... A big part in the next in the first three rounds. They could be zero and three. Mm. If they're zero and three and they're getting blasted through the middle, you know where the finger's getting pointed. Yeah, and that can you know it's not going to say it's going to cost their season, but like man, it's just a silly, silly decision. You have to train all preseason and know you're not playing till round four. Yeah, that would simply just go. I got. I got. I'm paying the fine. You know what I mean? And even if you know it would have to be like four grand, man. Come on. Imagine he signed with the Dolphins. And then they're in their first, you know what I mean? And then he went, I'm their, I'm their, one of their marquee signings and I'm not paying for yeah. you for three grand because I wanted... All, what? I know is like, yeah. All I know is that players will not be respecting him. They'll be looking at him sideways going, fuck, that's just a wrong decision, man. What? Are, speaking of the Dolphins, do you see the jersey? Do you like the jersey? It's like red with a little bit of... I think they're just trying beige. to be foundation 
Because they're very like because that's the look of the actual Red Cliff Dolphins yeah. now. So yeah. I, don't, I don't think they want to change the colours. They don't want to change the whole, you know, the whole like structure of it or whatever it is. It's just pretty, pretty basic. People, pretty basic. It's just red with fucking. It. Well, that's not bad. What else could they do with red and white? Yeah, I know. Yeah, they can't do a V on it, like they, you know, like they can't go St George, no, because like, St George is St George. Like, yeah. it's it's a weird color scheme. <laughs> it's a weird sort of red. It's very Illawarra Steelers red. Bring back the Steelers, but like, and it's got that King sponsorship. What color are the pants red? Yeah, the pants are red. I'll tell you, um, it's a full red. No, their away jersey would be all right. If it's the white one, white yeah, with the red. I don't know. What it's, is it, um, Henry? The white. I think. I think the problem the Dolphins have got is that everybody's sort of. I don't know what's happened, but everyone's kind of turned on them. Like, they're going to be crap. We don't like their jersey. Why do you want to, They've like... Just, everyone's just... Like, normally with an underdog, you, you come in and they're like, oh, you know, I hope the Dolphins do. Well, now people are like, they don't like their socks. Why do they, they do that so- for? It's just like giving everyone... Everyone just whinges about stuff now. That's what it is. Like, I, like, I, I, just, I don't mind the jersey. What are, I'm not, like, you just got to get used to it. Because yeah. it's new and people haven't seen it. And it's just like, well... Uh, it's not as good. Who, what jersey are you comparing it to? Well, what do you want? Like, what do, what do they yeah. want as a jersey? There we go. Beige. It's beige. What's that? Is that their away jersey? So the, the jersey that we're looking at now is red. It's got flipper on the thing, flipper. That on one looks flipper. all right. The all red. Is that even? Is that the Titans jersey? Or is that red? Dolphins clip? 2020. Yeah, that's the t- Dolphins, yeah. And then, so the, it's re- their, their jersey's red with white. It's basically the St. With George cream. jersey. And then we've got a creamy, it's the beige, the white, the yeah. off-white, the... Be- and then it's got kings See, all over it. So Wayne Bennett would have designed he, that. I he reckon. definitely designed it. There would be... <laughs> do you know what? There would be someone employed that designed that. No, that that's the thing. they got to go through think tanks and everything like that. <laughs> And then that's the shit you come up with. And that's why I'm always surprised when, whenever we like just say uh, the Bulldog jersey hardly ever changed or anything like that. But I'm like, who the fuck is designing some of these jerseys? <laughs> we don't want it. We're the ones who have to like wear it. Make it look cool. Make this shit look cool. Mm. They don't look cool. Full red looks cool on the Dolphins. Yeah. Beige. What's the that beige. representing? I've never seen a beige like sand, sand. maybe. Hey, nice one, Henry. Is that right? Or did you just make that Could up? Could be. That was good. Good guess, Henry. Well, why isn't there any blue on there? No ocean. Why are you got to turn on Henry now? See? He just said one oh. smart thing all year. No, there's blue. Like, no, there is around the Kings. So it might be just what they're representing up, up north. I don't know. They, they would have they would have some sort of thing around it. Um, one of the geniuses up there, the the designer, Marketing. he would have a great explanation. Yeah, but this is what represents. Dude, just make the jersey look fucking cool, and that's it. So we can sell it. You know what I mean? Like, make it all red. Put it all red, look cool. Have you ever noticed how marketing people use words you've never heard before? Dude, I, they, look, like, I hang out what? with the marketers now. What are they? The Bulldogs marketing dude is pretty cool. Shout out to Stu, my boy. Stewie. Yeah, Stewie's a legend. Don't but make like, a jersey but he, like he, he, um, he listens to players. Like he comes down, he won't design shit or ask people all this kind of stuff unless the players are happy with it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like look at the Warriors stuff, the Warriors marketing stuff. They're fucking cool as hell because yeah. they go to the players. Players know it looks cool. I don't think a 56-year-old marketing fucking dude knows what looks cool. Why are you being so ageist today, like 50, 56? I'm old, Will, and he's creating all of this I'm just saying, these ageism. young kids have got mad swag, the 20-year-olds and kids, make it look cool. Look at the NFL, look at the NBA, they look cool. Don't I have mad swag? Yeah, look at you. <laughs> Flanners. Flanners eight weeks good. ago you did with no pants. That was good. You know what? Well, let's move on. Let's move on to highlights and lowlights of the year, Will, for this year. So I'm going to start with my... Low light, because you've just mentioned it. My low light, I've got two low lights. The first was the amount of abuse that I copped for wearing shorts <laughs> on the couch. I'd like, someone said I had stick legs. I don't know if you've ever seen Oh, yeah, your legs aren't stick. I have got the least stick light legs of all time. But uh, someone said I missed leg day. I was like, I've actually what? been, yeah, so I've been bagged for That's the size of my legs. That's how much they know, like. Oh, no, it must have been the angle or something. But um, maybe, maybe they weren't talking about my leg. <laughs> but, um, and the other thing is, I, again, I'm going to bring it up, how much, player managers and this whole new system of it's not really a system but like bloke signing before yeah. and and the way that player managers manipulate the the whole thing with Payne Haas and how everyone turned on him mm. my my low light of the year and it's pretty much my low light all the time player managers are a scourge on the game and they need to be gone <laughs> start representing yourselves get a someone who you know get who you lawyer. trust get someone who you trust who can talk and it will be fine. So no more player managers, the end. What, and What's my your highlight? highlight? My highlight was South getting brushed from Allianz Stadium. 
So <laughs> I don't think I've been happier to see all of my South I reckon supporters. that could change, eh? It probably will. Literally, but for now, yeah, right. go South. So, mate, let's start with your highlight because we're a positive show. Yeah, my highlight was probably probably signing with the Bulldogs at the start of the year. I was like, all right, well, sort of was a whole new beginning for me. You know what I mean? Like, Definitely, um, yeah. You know, like this could be a start of something that I really want to get into. You know, the last sort of 10 months is just sort of dipping my toe in there and like thinking, do I want to do it? Do I want to take this serious? Will I be good at it? What sort of role will I be at? And that's what this whole year was about. And obviously I love what I'm doing there, just helping the younger kids and going to a bigger role next year with the middles and, and all that kind of stuff, mentoring. So I really love what I'm doing there. I know I can, I can make a difference in that club and within the NRL, doesn't matter what I'm going to do. I sort of, sort of, sort of saw my calling with with coaching or mentoring or pathways, whatever the fuck it is. I'm good at it. And um, the low light, um, just speaking about rugby league, it was probably us losing. I don't think I've ever been that shattered for ages. I think because I was there and I was talking so much shit in Origin after Origin three, before Origin three, so confident that we we're going to smack the shit out of him. And I think everyone was right. Yeah. But I'm up there on Front Street at the Caxton doing doing talks, doing it with like with Croc and all the legends that you know Queensland legends and like just like pretty much just going I fucking put my house on it. You know what I mean? I pretty much did. And you had a road trip up there too. Oh, a road trip all yeah. the way up there. So talking shit all the way up with the tab. Shout out to Big Dre. Um, talking shit the whole way up there as well. And I'm like, we can't. I was just so confident. I was like, we can't lose. We're not going to lose. Not a chance we're going to lose. And I was watching it with all the fans and everything like that. And everyone knew that I was talking so much shit because I did the talk at the Caxton and everything like that. So there was hundreds of people around. And the fucking soon as it was going down, <laughs> I was with Heine. And I just fucking, we just went, I was just, just looked at him. Just, I remember looking and I said, this is fucked. This is fucking awful. Like, I feel like crying is how bad it was because I was just copping it from everywhere. And then I had to walk back up to the, up to the Caxton and do the debrief of the fucking thing. And I was, I was fucking saying Tom Dean wasn't going to play good. Tom oh. Dean carved us up. Oh yeah, that was that was the that most. Was a, that, that was, was a low light, yeah. but a, it was a low light highlight. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like it was, but it was fucking shit when when the when it was like we're getting we're, we're done. I yeah. was like, fuck, Heine, <laughs> cheese, and he's like, oh my god. And then the crowd was just hammering me, and I was like, fucking well played. Fuck off. I reckon. I reckon. Did it again. Suncorp bullshit. The like, best. The best thing. God. Is you leaving when everyone's had five thousand like four inch golds or rums? But I was on the same level, so and I'm good. Everyone and I love it when you leave stadiums. It's probably one of my favorite. <laughs> Whenever <laughs> we leave right, stadiums, the races, wherever it, we are, but it's all right because like I'm, I'm all right because I've had a few as well, so I can talk to most of them. Are pretty like tame, you know what I mean? He's, oh well, so yeah, but like up there, it's not. It's hostile. They take it personal. This shit, you know what I mean? Queensland, it's just a different ball game. They just really fucking. You know, you said they were going to get fucking, fucking dude. Dude, relax, man. Like, fuck. It's just my opinion, bro. And you go, ah. Oh. You know, like, you have to fucking sort of calm down. Right. I have to go to him. I have to go like, fuck you, Mason. Like, hey, chill out, man. Like, hey, you have to be personal with me. I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> What's your mouth, dude? You should just wear your Cowboys jersey. <laughs> <up there. laughs> Cowboys they get real. They get real, like, like, like passionate about it. And until I talk, I said, mate, just chill out. It's just a game, man. It's all good. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, fucking console and give him a hug or something like, come here, man. Good. Good on you. Go celebrate. Fuck it. Imagine if you like lost. They'd probably stab you. Oh, mate. It's only when they win. <laughs> good good winners. Great winner. All right, William, let's do a quick um, preview. First of all, before we, we do a quick preview of the, of the World Cup, mate, this whole thing with the numbers, I saw, I saw, I didn't really pay much attention to it, but. Then I saw the Australian side get named, mm. and they've got like one to twenty-four. Well, and it's how many caps you've had? How many caps you've? It's played? like number twenty-six. It's like tour numbers. So like Murray Tuolangi's number it's twenty-four one to 24, on the wing. One to twenty-four. So I'm like, you know what it goes? Well, it's because of how many caps. So Tedesco's. So that's the only one that who it suits. So Teddy's played the most caps. Oh, so it. So Tess in that team. Right. Is that how it works? So one to twenty. So that's why Tuolangi hasn't played any. Right, like, so that's how it goes. I didn't know that. There you go, um, teaching me things all the time. So I think, what are your thoughts on it? I think it looks stupid. Yeah, good. I think it looks super stupid. And what I what I don't like, and I'll tell you, I go back to when I was a kid. I remember getting picked in a rep side once, and because I was big, 
I couldn't wear my normal jersey number, so they had to give me like a number 24 or something. I and it. I felt like a reserve. I hated it. I, as mm. soon as we finished that comp, I chucked the jersey away because yeah. I was embarrassed to be wearing number 24. Yeah. You know, when I was a starter, I look at these blokes. They're playing in a World Cup. Like Tuolangi starting on the wing for Australia. And on the back, it's got 24. And these kids will probably go, well, you, didn't you start, Dad? Because you, it won't be like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, I just find it really strange. And I think, it's a, I think it, it detracts from the, the, the honour and glory of – there's no greater honour than playing for your country. And part of that is your first test jersey, you know, and all of a sudden you're number 24. I just – I, I don't like what it. What people need to understand is the history that comes with that jersey and the history that comes with numbers because you're representing more than yourself – if you're if you're donning the seven for the first time, just say Cleary, you're you're representing the Andrew Johns, the Jonathan Thurston's, the Alan Langers, the Ricky Stewarts, and all the great sevens. If you're playing six, you got you know, you've got fucking twenty two on your back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like your first like you, not Matty Johns said it perfectly. He goes, he, he, I think he played three tests and he start you know like and they had number six on it. It meant a lot because you got the Wally Lewis's, the Brad Fittlers, and Laurie Daly's, and the great great players that have played in those jerseys. Me, personally, wearing number 11, knowing that Gordon Tallis and Bradley Clyde and all these, all my favourite players and like even like playing number 10, like Paul Harrigan, number 8, Glenn Lazarus, you can affiliate all these numbers with pl- great players and you you fucking embellish that. You love it, you know what I mean? You sort of, sort of you have that real proud moment, like, fuck, he, he, wore, he wore this jersey. You know, Wally Lewis wore number 6. You know what I mean? Like, Great front rollers and back rollers, you know, centers like Mel Meninga wore number three. Like, that's a big fucking it deal. It means something. It means something. Yeah. Number one, you know, like the, Tedesco's the only one who's fucking ironically lucked out, lucked in, I suppose. I mean, like, you know, like he's going to be up there with those names, you know, but Billy Slater's, the Minicellos, the Graham Langlands, and all these great players like Reg Gazian's wearing number three and four, and all these backs that had such great players wear and represent that jersey it's bigger than just the number mm. you know what i mean like you, it's, there's a lot of history involved in that australian jersey people played through during the wars two wars with those jerseys yeah you know, only 1908 it started so it's like there's, there's, there's more than that and i'm not sure if it's a marketing fucking ploy or what it is or you know it's not like it's dumb you know, yeah it's not like any other in a, you know any other World Cup teams? Is it just it? the Australian it's just team? Australian team. So it's not. It's not. No, oh, that's everyone. So everyone else is one to seventeen. That's and as dumb. I said, like if you're playing your first first test, like Tuolungi, he's been wearing two or five five all year. His number's five. Mm. He wants to wear five for Queensland, for New, I mean, for Queensland and Australia and his club. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're wearing six, like Munster wants to wear six. Yeah. DCE wants to wear seven. Fucking. Cleary wants to wear seven. That's up to the selectors. The nine, you know, like uh, Harry Grant wants to wear nine. Like, I just think they've really got it wrong. Because so it's like, because it means more than just, as I said, like the numbers are a big thing. Like when you got, especially when you're starting. Mm. When you're starting, you're starting back row for a show. If you're starting fucking anything like, even if, if, if you're playing your first test, you're coming off the bench, you know it's 14 to 17. But if you're starting in the, in the forwards, you're starting in the backs, where there's a lot of debutants this week, you're wearing a fucking 22 and a 7 and an 8. Like, fuck yeah. off. Like, give me my proper number. That's what I reckon too. You know, like, it's just, it's more than that. I don't know what their ploy is. I, I, don't, don't, I don't understand anything Because it's not it. like the whole World Cup's doing it. No. Like, how do you, imagine being, a, like, just say some of the pommies over there who, you know, some of these guys aren't household names like the Aussie teams were. Like, Nanai's playing his first game, Tua Lungi. They've got fucking different numbers on, like, 22. And they're going to have to, like, call, like, the NFL, like, great play by 11. Great yeah, play by yeah, six. Yeah, yeah. What a great play by the six. You know, number six. I'll have to call them by each number. Mm. Unless they, you know, you know Tedesco and that's about it because he's number one all the time. But, you know, like the guys, the pommy blokes who will be calling the games, you know, I think Vossi and that's going to be over there as well. So they'll know all the names. But you'd be looking at it going, who's 24? Who's you know, like who's, who's, number, who's number 17 playing in the centres? Why is number 24 starting? You know what I mean? Like no. it's, you know, it's... I don't know. It's a weird. It's weird. It's weird. But. So, who do you honestly will? I reckon this is pretty wide open. This this yeah. World Cup. I, I tend to think if I had to put money on it, I'd probably be putting my money on New Zealand. I think New Zealand have got a. Do you really reckon they beat Australia in that semi final? I reckon they can. They can. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon they, can. they can. If you look at that that side, I just think um, I just I just really like that New Zealand side to be honest, and um, I think it'll be a really. So who, the other side will be. Tonga, Samoa, and England. Yep. One of that. One of those will come through that side. And yep. The other side, you got Australia, and New Zealand. Australia, much. New Zealand. Yeah. Um, 
I think the elements is going to come into it. I don't think I understand how shitty it is over there right now. It's fucking miserable in the north of England. Yeah. Miserable. Always. Freezing cold. Weather is fucked. Not disrespecting England. I've been up there, kangaroo tools and all that kind of stuff, but I know what, it's, what they're in for. I think the Pommies might... They've got a decent side. Yeah, they do. They have a decent side, and they're used to... They just finished the season there. They have a lot of these St. Helens players coming in through, the, through their team. A lot of the Aussie guys are over there. Like, you've got... Um, you know, I think Bateman, he's going to be there. Elliot, Elliot Whitehead, a few of the Aussie blokes that play over here will be over there. Um, mixed in with a lot of those Pommy blokes who were used to the short in goals, who were used to the sidelines, used to how the ball bounces and everything like that. Different rules over there. They don't have the, you know, six to go and all that sort of shit. So when you kick it out as a scrum, be a lot slower, won't suit the Aussies. Mm. You know what I mean? So it'll be slower, like it might suit a bigger team. The Samoans might be all right coming out of that edge. But slippery conditions means ball security, right? Mm. Where flamboyant Fijians, Tongan, Samoans, even New Zealand or a certain, certain stand, they like offloads. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're going to have to be playing very smart. And you'll play to the, you'll play to the elements. It's not like it's raining or anything like that, but it could be rain, but it's just more miserable. It's cold. It's, it's, you know, like it, the, the ball is just slippery. So it takes that rule... You know, people holding fucking NRL ball like a tennis ball. Yeah. It takes that out. You know, there's, you know, there's to be more, you know, hitting on the ball, slippage, all that kind of stuff. The, the, the grounds aren't as grippy as it over here when you're bouncing off both feet. So when coming out of yardage, it's going to be hard for guys to get good meters. Where the Aussie teams won't worry about that, neither New, New, New Zealand or even the, the um, Samoa or Tonga because we've been trained in that. Yeah. Where the Pommies might struggle coming out of yardage because they're not used to that the way that we've been fucking attacking over here. We attack in defense. So, but to come out of that other, other thing with the New Zealand, I mean, um, England, Tonga, Samoa, I think England might come out of it. You reckon? Simply because they'll just play, I don't want them to, to the but because of the conditions and yeah. they are fucking tough. Yeah. And they have got a good side and they're, it, I think it might be, oh man, it's, it's, it's going to be hard. It'll be very hard. Who wins it? The actual World Cup? Yep. Fuck. Whoever wins out of New Zealand and Australia, yeah, it's going to be hard. I think Australia should. I just think they've lost that fear factor now. Yeah, they've definitely Especially lost with, it. With but the you can players. use that. But you can use that as a power. Yeah, that's what Mal will be installing him. That's what all the assistant coaches will be doing. That's what all the you know the leaders in that Aussie team will be saying. People are downing us. People don't think we're their same Aussie team because a lot of people because they're missing the fucking. Probably about eight players that could be in there that playing for other there. teams. Yeah, yeah. Which is great. Which, Which is, is great, great, but I'm just saying, I think this if you're going to ever beat Australia, it'd be now. Time. And then fucking World Cup. Good luck to all participants. Now, I tell you what, I wasn't, I'm going to read this out. So the tips for the year, uh, there's two important things here. The first important thing <laughs> is the fact that... You won. No. Well, that's... I mean, technically, yeah, first past the post was me, which was unexpected because I'm a genius. But what Henry's done, and good on you for doing this, Henry, if you hadn't have tipped the Bulldogs every week and we took the Bulldogs tips out, you would have beaten me by one. Yes! So, you know what? <laughs> I'm actually I gonna, win. You win. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give <laughs> yes. it to you. So, William, for the first time in five that's years, the best. you've beaten me in the tip. Wow. Time. That's yeah. great. Guys, I don't really understand. That's we're, massive. We're, that's the highlight. That's the highlight. This is the highlight of my year. This <laughs> is. Rewarding loyalty. Damn. So, there you go. Will, well done. We are going Thank to you, Henry. Henry, it's nice work. He's done, <laughs> he's done two good things today, Henry. He's really easy. Oh, that's mad. Here's some questions for you, William, for our last show of the year. Uh, have Manly lost the plot? Yes, they have. We've, we've yeah, covered we that. that. Joel Southgate, he's always oh, the Oh, Jolly. Shout out to Jolly. How do you think the Knights will go in season 2023? Uh, probably similar to what they were going this year. I think uh, there'll be a coaching change. Yeah, Maybe after the, after the next year, if they don't go any good, Kalen Ponga, I'm, I'm, not sure who I'm not sure who their gains and losses are. But if they've still got that core, it's going to be another tough year. It'll be all right. I mean, this year they started off well and they just fell into a hole. Like Ponga, If Ponga plays a full season and plays to his potential, they'll be pushing for eight spot. Mm. They will be. They've got that sort of forward pack. They've got still got the Saifidi brothers, still got Frizzell. We've still got 
Clemmer. They got that Bray, um, Brayley kid, the yeah. nine. He's if he can stay uninjured, he'll be. He's a class nine. They just lack halves. It's just the halves. Yeah, it's the Clune and Clifford. You're not going to win a comp with those two. You still got Gags. You've got the big Pommy um, winger who's Dom just Young. Yeah. Dom Young, who's really come on. Ponger at the back. Uh, they lost big Edric, but they've got some really some decent outside backs. It's just it's the halves. Yeah, it's the halves. It is the halves, mate. And um, you know, good luck. They got a. I think they lose Mitch Mitch Barnett. Yeah, he's gone to the Warriors. He's been a. He's, he'll be a good buy for the Warriors. But yeah, they'll have to play their best football to all compete the all the yeah. time. And like Ponga is going to have a lot of pressure on that young kid. You know, but hopefully he just lives up to his potential and has a great year and shuts everyone up because, you know, they'll, they'll be out for him. Speaking of the Warriors, my favourite question asker of the year is Anton from New Zealand. He's he's I like Anton a lot, and uh, I wish we were friends. If you're watching Anton, <laughs> hit me up. We're friends now. So, if you're travelling to the other <laughs> side of friends. the globe for a World Cup, I would imagine it's important to pack the right kit and double check that you haven't left anything behind. Fair point. Point so do you, do you think Australia will regret forgetting to bring front rowers? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking funny. That's good. It is it's very good, Anton. Um, I think he's a Kiwi, by the way. With you know losing probably and Junior Paulo and a few other players that could have been within the Australian team, you still got Big Tino there. You still got Ruben Cotter. Um, They're playing Jake Trebojevic at prop. Jakey, Jake's the front rower. He's good in the middle. They're very mobile big men that can play big minutes and fucking non-stop. Yeah. Like they've, I'm not questioning Australia's team, Australia's team at all. They're forward pack. Um, I'm not sure that I think Harry Grant or Ben Hunt's in the, in the, in the, in the hooker. Who's a lock. So what is the starting team for him? Uh, you know? Well, this one. So Cam Murray, like Cam Murray's Murray, I want like Cam Murray, I think is Nanai playing. This game he is. So Crichton, so Crichton, Okay, Crichton. Yeah, okay. There's no still like they got a great forward pack. It's a good pack. It's a very mobile forward pack. They got ball players. They can play all over the field. All play eighty minutes. I'm not sure you're going to play Jake and you play Tino in the front row. Like you got, and then you got. So then say Ben Hunt, and then right side probably have Cam Murray, and you're going to have I'm not sure maybe Crichton on the left side, and then start Yo. You know what I mean? That that's going to be their their best their forward best pack. Best side, yeah. And I'm not sure whether they go with DCE or they go with Cleary, because they if they if they want to go with Ben Hunt or Harry Grant. You want they're going to go for combinations, maybe. So they they might have to go for DCE and then Munster. You know what I mean? I'm not sure whether DCE deserves that Australian spot. I think Ivan Ivan, Ivan Cleary. So Cleary, I think he's been the best seven in the world for the last three years. We just haven't played any tests. You know what I mean? So if you're going to go off form and everything like that, you just fucking won a grand final. You know what I mean? Like it was B's dick off winning Clive Churchill. I'm picking him as the seven. Mm. Not not even questioning fucking combinations or whatever. I'm pretty sure he can figure it out. I reckon what he'll do, I reckon Mal's gone with, I reckon Meninga's chosen to stay loyal to him for the first game. Yeah. But then when it comes down to it, I, I think reckon so. he'll probably I think you've, you've got to pick, he's the best seven in the world. Yeah. Like, DCE's like 34. Fair enough. Like, he's been a decent player. He's got nothing on Cleary. No. I want to pick the best side. I don't give a fuck about combinations. I want Cleary. Cleary's a game changer. You know, you're going to pick him with Munster. You've got two blokes there that can just run the show. Put Teddy out the back. Got Luttrell at left center. Crying at left back row. I'm not sure he's on the left wing. Toto. Tulungi. Right side center. Toto's playing for Samoa. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. Um, got Val Holmes. So, Val Holmes on the left, left or right as wingers. We might have Val Holmes at right centre. He's in the centres, I think. Did Gags yeah. make it? Dang Gag guy? No. Fuck. <laughs> Damn. All right. So Guy, our man from Adelaide, um, he got to mention earlier, he wants to know if we're going to Adelaide for State of Origin next year. Surely, uh, yes. And yeah, while, I'll be there. While we don't have the Beach Road Hotel here, plenty of other fine watering holes that might suit your needs. He's picked us for one in one, Guy. Got Mate, us. I'll tell you got what. Us. Got us. I'll if, be there. If, yeah, if we, we'll have a beer with you if we come. Uh, and then we've got Con. A lot of churches. A lot church. of churches. Churches. Church. You're not going to church. So we've got uh, Con wants to know the top four next year. Mm. Penrith, Souths, Roosters, and I'm still going to stick with Melbourne. There you go. 
I don't think Melbourne. They got Tarek and they've got some Katoas and yeah, just having Munster back there. Still got Jerome Hughes. Still got Pappenhausen coming back. That core: Harry Grant, Jerome Hughes, Munster, Pappenhausen is still probably the top best. two, yeah, two or three. Yeah. You know? yeah. So keep that on the field and they'll be all right. They've still got some good players. I mean, they got, they've lost some players, but like they'll fit into that Melbourne system. They'll figure it out. Well, that concludes. This year, unless we mm. have a whatever, we'll do we'll some World Cup. We'll do some stuff. Yeah, we'll do some stuff. But make sure we'll still be on Twitter. Get on the web page on the Mason's Take, whatever it is. dot com. dot <laughs> But hit us up on Twitter. You got any questions? We'll still be tweeting. Um, William still his we'll head be will be doing, seen. Um, yeah. We'll be around. So thank you very much to everyone for tuning in. We've had a good year. We've loved being here. You guys are uh, a huge support to us, and we love doing it. Mm. And um, We'll see you soon. Yeah. out. I'll be following Willie more and more. A water! Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mason. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Fuck. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network.